You're listening to Pole Parlor, a fun, inspiring podcast for all those bewitched by pole dance. Each week, your Madam Crimson Minx has candid conversation with unique, engaging individuals from within and around the pole dance community. Pole Parlor is passionate about preaching creativity, soulful sensuality, and empowerment through pole dance. You know how we do. Welcome everyone to Pole Parlor. This is episode 47, Bailey Day. I'm your host, Crimson Minx. This week on the podcast, we have ponytail whipping Aussie pole babe, Bailey Day. On this episode, we talk about how Bailey, a mostly self-taught dancer, keeps inspired and motivated when training solo. We learn about her Bailey's base work program. She offers up advice on how we can develop our own unique style of pole. And we hear all about her experiences teaching, competing, and performing in Australia and the U.S. Also, don't forget to check out Bailey's post-podcast interview on the blog at poleparlor.com where she shares her favorite photos, music, video, and more. And while you're there, check out other goodies including past episodes, videos, blog posts, and the Pole Parlor shop. So now, let's bring on Bailey. Welcome, Bailey Day, to the Pole Parlor Podcast. How are you today? Good, thank you. Very good. Excited oh. to be here. Well, so excited to talk with you. And so let's start things off. For how long have you been pole dancing and how did you first discover pole? So I think I've been pole dancing for five years now. And I started, I started with a friend she was like really interested in doing it. I wasn't quite sure about it. And yeah, I just started with her just doing like one class a week. And then, yeah, I just started to love it, started to do it more and more and more. And I became an instructor pretty quickly after that. And yeah. Awesome. Um, and so you, it says in your bio that you kind of learned on your own. So were you doing most of the training from home or how did that work? So I started with a friend at a pole dance studio and not long after that, I became an instructor there. Okay. And then not long after that, um, I actually quit that studio and I sort of stopped pole dancing for a tiny bit. I tried a couple of other studios, but I didn't really like any. So then, but I really missed pole dancing. So then I just hired out a studio near my Oh, actually, it wasn't in my house. It was quite far from my house. <laughs> but I hired out a studio every single day, and I just started going there, and I started training myself. So I relied heavily on YouTube, social media to, like, figure out what I'm going to learn next. So basically my basic training of, like, just invert inside, outside, leg hangs and stuff, I learned at a pole school. And then everything more than that, like, like I guess, like, yeah, my own style of pole dance that I sort of developed and stuff. I did that all on my own. It was quite hard because I was training by myself every day. It was hard to get motivation. It was also like really scary as well because I didn't know what I was doing, but yeah. <laughs> well, so you were like like intense into it, you decided. It wasn't like, oh, like once or twice a week, I'm going to go fool around. I'm, you were like, did you have a goal at the time or you were just like, I want to get good? So, yeah, basically when I quit that studio, I stopped for a couple of weeks, but then I actually 
like signed myself up to do Miss Pole Dance ACT. So I had a competition in about, I don't know, five <laughs> months from that point. You got so into things like, quick. <laughs> so I was like, I need to train for this competition. I didn't, I'd never been in a performance before, anything like that. I didn't know how it was going to go. So I just like trained myself up. I like figured out a routine. Um, I went there every day. So that's why I was going every day because um, – yeah, I was trying to like make up a routine, trying to put something forward on stage. And yeah, that's why I trained so much. And then after that, um, I got through to New South Wales. So then I had to train, keep on training and go to that. So that's why I trained so much at the start every day. So your first competition, you did really well and had to keep going. Is that what um, well, I came second in my ACT okay. heats and at the time, first, second and third would go to New South Wales to yeah. compete. Okay. So then I went to New South Wales to compete, which didn't go so well. <laughs> what but, happened? Um, <laughs> I don't know. I just like, I just had like one of those bad performances. Like, um, I think I was really rushed. Like I made up a new routine in six weeks, which was like, like new for me to do, um, I was also scared to go up to New South Wales and compete with like all those amazing dancers like Michelle Shimmy and Maddie and like it was like very like overwhelming for me. So I think I just got very well overwhelmed on stage. But the next year I competed there. I did like one of my favorite routines, which was my nurse routine, and I came second in New South Wales. So that was like really exciting to like be like so crap the year before, but then work really, really hard and then um yeah, do better the year after. So yeah. That was good. Yeah, I mean, if you're like second time ever competing, you just won everything. That would just be kind of so like, ah, like you, where do you go from there? So you have to struggle and learn like the the things that you learn when you, you know, don't give enough time or you rush or whatever. You got to learn those lessons somehow. So, hey, yeah. <laughs> you figured it out. At the time, it's definitely hard, like, doing a bad performance or making a mistake. Like, it is at the time. But from all, like, my bad mistakes, like, good things have happened. So you just got to, like, recorrect it in your next performance. That's what I've learned anyway. Yeah, that's good advice. So do you have any advice? Because I know a lot of people train from home or train Mm -hmm. by themselves. And I do not have the motivation. I would never do that. Like I have a pole in the (laughs) other room and (laughs) it's very infrequent that I get on it. I'm like, yeah, I'll go train. But so what are some advice you have for people to like stay motivated or just stay safe or inspired when you train by yourself? Um, I think a couple of things. I think that you need to have like some type of big goal or something. So whether it's a competition that you're ultimately working towards, otherwise you're not working towards anything, just like aimlessly doing stuff. So have like a sort of a goal or something to work towards. It doesn't have to be a competition. It could be like, I don't know, like just a dance that you want to recreate and put on YouTube or something. Um, And then also film, film yourself heaps. Um, and watch your videos. So that's what I do. I like film myself and at night I will watch through all my videos. I like, delete most of them, but I'm seeing how I'm progressing. I'm seeing like you have to be able to look at yourself and know like whether your legs are not straight, whether what looks good and so that you can 
re-correct it next time you train. So film yourself. Definitely that's my biggest tip is you have to be filming yourself as well as look for people for inspiration. So I get like all my inspiration from, you know, YouTube, Instagram, but also try and make it your own. Like so you can merge a couple of um, people's movements and stuff together, but if it's not working for you, change it. I change a lot of things so it suits my body type and my body movement. And often when I'm trying other people's tricks and I'm recording myself, I actually like get into it a little bit differently from like a by mistake. But when I'm looking back at my videos, I realize it's actually like a cool way to get into it. So then I go back the next day and I work on that. And then that's how I sort of develop my own type of movement into it. Yeah. And also just having maybe like one other person, like a friend or something that you can send stuff to and get them to critique it and stuff. Do you have a buddy like that that you? So when I first started like training by myself, um, my good friend Katie Eve, I would send, like I started pole dancing with her um, at the same studio, but she moved to Perth and then I quit shortly after that. And I would send her stuff all the time on Facebook. I would be like, look at my routine or, you know, and she would always like help me and I would help her as well. So have someone like that, that, you know, really wants to help you is good. Yeah. They call that your pole wife, right? Like it's the person that you are like training with and you go to workshops together and you, you send video and stuff too. So find a pole (laughs) wife. Okay. I think that's all good advice because I mean, it's just the reality for some people or you're partially training at a studio and partially at home. So, um, yeah. In fact, I feel like even your advice to film, I never really did that. People say it on this podcast a lot, so I've been starting to. And you're right. Yeah. You realize you think you're doing something, emulating someone, and like, yeah. oh, that's – well, not – I can't do what Maddie Sparkle does. But just for all intents and purposes, if you're watching what Maddie Sparkle does and you think you're doing it and then you see it and you're like, no, I'm doing it completely different, but it's awesome. So it is just using it as inspiration and not yeah. necessarily just copying people because you definitely – came up with your own distinct style. Do you have like a background in dance at all or gymnastics or? I wish. Um, (laughs) I did do gymnastics. My mom put me in gymnastic classes when I was younger. Um, Nothing too crazy though. I wish that I'd done dance or ballet. I think that would have helped me more with my pole. But yeah, it's just all, that's why I love pole dancing so much because you don't actually need that background. You can just make it whatever you want to make it. Um, Actually, the best thing that I did, and I actually recommend every pole dancer to do this, definitely if you've started in a pole dancing studio and you've just been there the whole time, is actually take time out of the week or take a month off pole or something and just pole dance by yourself with, like, no other influences, and that's how you develop your own pole style. And it just happened to me by accident. I didn't realize I was doing it, but because I wasn't copying, I didn't have a teacher to copy, I was just pole dancing by myself all the time. I sort of developed my own type of movement of what I liked and how I moved naturally. And I think that's what worked for me. Yeah, let's talk about that. How would you describe your personal style? Like, I, whenever I think of you, I think of you with the high ponytail swinging, <laughs> swinging around. I feel like you kind of own that, own that move right there. But, like, <laughs> how do you describe your, your pole style? Um, I think definitely, like, a sexy, exotic style. Um, I think like 
slinky sort of flow movements is what I try to achieve like in my flow work yeah like slinky flow um sexy with heels always heels I love the look of heels yeah I've never seen you without heels come to think of it yeah like I just hate it even when I do warm-ups when I teach I put my heels no way just I don't know I just I find I I find dancing without heels really hard I guess because I'm not used to it yeah I guess you find things hard that you're not used to but yeah so yeah just like really like sexy movements and also like different I love things that are different so if I see something on Instagram that I haven't seen before like I just love different movements so I love when I'm in the studio and I you know do a different move I'm like yes like that's what I look for in myself and other dancers is just something different because you get so I, I personally get so sick of seeing the same thing over and over again. Oh yeah. There's always like, you can tell that one trick if you're on social media, all of a yeah. sudden, all the videos, people are doing that trick and you're like, and then you're at the studio. Like I'll be at the studio and people are like, can we do that one thing? It just gets, it spreads so quickly. And that is like the move of the month and it's everywhere. And then another move comes, but you're right. Someone has to start that move for the first time and exactly. it excites people that much that they want to emulate it. So, but then it's time to do a new one. Yeah. So you eventually took your style, your personal style, and you kind of created a program, right? Bailey's Base Work. So what is that all about? So um, basically I just called it Base Work because it's just like what I like to do the most. It's like movements around the base of the pole. So it's like a merge of like floor work and pole work, just all done at the base of the pole. Like people might recognize it as things like exotic pole or Russian exotic, things like that. That's my favorite style of pole dancing. Used to be tricks, but then just sort of changed into like, yeah, this type of exotic style pole dancing. So I just like, I guess, started creating stuff. I like created like um, sort of things where people can learn routines and my favorite moves and stuff like that. I'm going to start um, creating little um, Instagram videos for people to learn some of my favorite um, movements at the time because I'm always teaching now and like I have like a new type of like exotic move or base work move that I've been teaching to my students and I thought it would be cool to also share that with the people on Instagram and stuff like that. So I think I'm going to start doing that on my base work Instagram. And, yeah, it's just, like, I guess, like, my favourite style of base, like, pole dancing. Um, I'm going to do some more type of fitness exotic stuff later in the year. So that's what I'm working towards. Towards the end of the year, I'm going to, like, change a bit of what I'm doing. But, yeah, that's sort of at the end of the year when I've got um, some time because I'm quite busy at the moment. So you – kind of do you professionally professionally film when you do all of this stuff um for your for your well you have dvds the base work that's dvd can people digitally download that as well and is that like a community yeah. and how can people get so into that you can download that and like learn some routines that i've created um in the future i'm tra- changing that to be something oh. a bit more different ah. so yeah just um something that people can interact more with and see more like results and give more tips and stuff to exotic style movements and fitness and stuff like that. 
So right now it's like people can go to Bailey's based work, they can join, they can get digital content, they can get routines and trip uh, tips on how to do some of your moves and the all the low flow pull stuff. Um, and that's going to go for a while until you get phase two. Yes. Okay. Yep. And I would recommend going to my um, base work Instagram, so Bailey's base work. And um, I'll have like a lot more content on there soon. I've started, I've filmed a couple of things already, so I might upload them in the next coming weeks. I don't know when this is released, but yeah. So that gives people like some moves to try because I know people like try some of the moves that I do already on Instagram. I get tagged in things. Yeah. And then I also get things like, oh, I tried this move, but I couldn't quite get it. And so I try to write back to those people like telling them, but I was thinking like I can just like, film myself doing it slowly with a little bit of a small explanation mm. so that people can um, try it out and, you know, they can tag, you know, Bailey's base work and I'll share it and have a look at what they're doing and things like that. Oh, that's cool. That's like very generous of your time. I know like once people get really popular and known for a specific style of dance, like people very much look to them for like help and advice and from the other side of the world. And I'm sure it can be super overwhelming. So I think it's smart to just like put it out there as like broken down as possible just to save you time. But that's like awesome that you're receptive to responding and helping people out. Yeah, I love social media. I think, like, that's what helped me grow as a pole dancer, being able to, like, look at all these things. And I would ask pole dancers all the time. I wouldn't be afraid to ask. I'd be like, oh, my God, I'm obsessed with this move. Can you please, like, like tell me, like, what's your trick or something? And they would always help me. So I'm always happy to help um, any pole dancers that, like, contact me or message me. Oh, well, as always, your social media will all be in the show notes so people can check it out. Um, don't abuse it, <laughs> but no, I'm just kidding. Reach out. Reach out as much as you want. Yeah, that was going to be my next question because I feel like, um, you, you know, if you were training by yourself and not associated with a major studio, how did you grow yourself and to become so well-known and to be touring the world and... And all of that was was social media part of your part of your success? No, I guess so. I guess um, was winning competitions helpful to to you or no? Because no? I've never won a competition before. Oh, interesting. So, Michelle Shimmy yeah, so, said she hasn't either, and I was like, no shit. Or maybe she yeah. said she won one or something. I forget, but it was. I was like, oh, you just sometimes. People I've just, come second yeah. quite a few times. Cool. <laughs> like, um, no, I've never won anything before. So, like, yeah, I guess you don't need to win competitions to get anywhere. Um, I think just, oh, I don't know what really. I think maybe my social media, I think Instagram, I think that's what helped me. And okay. I would upload stuff to Instagram and people would see it and they would like it. Um, yeah, I guess that's, that's are you tagging people just for, I mean, this is, this is of no use to me. I will not be doing this, but I know a lot of people listen who are like kind of trying to grow themselves as dancers and like, could use some hints. Do you think like tagging people, commenting Um, on other people's and just like putting out like some, some of your, your best work? 
I don't really tag or write much stuff on Instagram just because I, I actually hate writing just in general. Like I hate school, <laughs> I hate writing. So I'm very lazy when it comes to tagging those types of things. Obviously, if you get like someone to share your stuff, it's good. Um, I yeah. think what would be my tips? I think you've got to create content that is different from what everyone else is doing. Oh. Like it's always fun to do like, and I do it as well, like the like move of the month or whatever like that. But you've got to create content that's different in some way. It can be any way, like whether it's what you're wearing or your movement or something, you've got to create move, like, yeah. Stand out. That's different. Yeah, stand out. And then, I, yeah, I think that's just what it is, Yeah. And I'm I mean, really sure you're myself. just really fun to watch. So people, people recognize talent and it kind of just grows organically as well. So I'm not saying that you had some trickery to get yourself to where you are today at all. It's just a little curious. <laughs> um, I also would, I think what helps me as well in the beginning is I would always like tag Cleo's rock and pole because I am an instructor there and she would always like Cleo would always like share my stuff and I became a part of that community which I love I love that um Cleo's Rock and Pole community like it's just like a really fun group to be a part of and I think maybe that helped like with some of my followers a lot of girls know me from that seen my tutorials on her site so I think that helped as well yeah, that makes sense. Kind of like uniting with other dancers in some way or form or organizations. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, because you filmed videos. You came, you traveled to the U.S. Um, mm-hmm. a, a couple years ago, two years ago for, um, you did Pole yeah, Show Yeah, two LA. years ago. Yes. <laughs> wow. You did Pole Show LA and I think you recorded it for Clio then. So like. Yeah. How did that all come about? How did you connect um, with Leanne to do Pole Show LA? And what was that experience like? Was that like your first um, like overseas travel to for a major show? Cool. So I um, basically I got asked by Leanne Riley. She messaged me and asked me if I would come and be a part of Pole Show LA in Vegas. And... It was the first time they ran it in Vegas and I had to say yes because I've had two goals. Both of goals were ones that I never thought I'd achieve. One was being in Miss Pole Dance Australia and the other one was being in Pole Show LA. And she asked me, so I had to say yes. Um, I'm so scared of flying. So I had to talk myself into it. Like I was so anxious about it, but um, I just, I literally couldn't believe that she even spoke to me, let alone asked me to be in the show. So um, yeah, I didn't have much time. I only had like a couple of months and then, yeah, I went over to America and spent like the first week in LA and I went and trained at Beast Bun, which was so cool. Yeah. Just like being there because you see it all the time on like YouTube and Instagram. It's like an amazing studio. So I got to go train there like nearly every day, just like working on my routine and stuff. And also went and filmed for Cleo. And yeah, I gave like a 
got to go and film in her studio, which was really cool because, again, I see that on the internet. And it's just really cool to go there and actually be there. I was quite nervous doing it. I think now I'm going to go again this year and I, I think I'll be more comfortable. But, like, you know, it's my first time, so I get really nervous. And then, yeah, I went to Vegas and performed there in Pole Show LA, and that was amazing. Yeah. yeah, I want to do it again. I'm really hoping that I get to do it again this year just because it's like one of the best shows in the world, pole shows in the world, definitely. Yeah, I saw you. You were fantastic. What was Thank your, you. You're welcome. I was thinking, though, because don't you guys in Australia train on like the 38 poles? And what's your experience yeah. with the thicker poles? Because in America, we have the 45 poles. So is it a noticeable difference or are you just like, whatever? Yes. It is a difference. No, it was. Yes. I found it really hard. Um, it's a lot more slippery and my hands are really small, so I find yeah. it hard to like grip around the pole. But, yeah, it was fine. It's just different. And the grips are different. Like I remember being like climbing in the studio and like I would climb and then slide and then climb and then slide. And I was like, <laughs> oh, my God, what's going on? I can't even climb on the pole. Like how am I supposed to do tricks on this thing? And then they were like, don't use shaving cream because I use shaving cream a lot. Too. They're like, don't use it on the pole. Just use dry hands. And so, yeah, the, like you people there helped me out. shaving cream? Yes. What's that? I don't know that trick. Like, um, yeah, like, you know, like shaving cream that guys use yeah. or girls use to um, – I just basically rub that on my legs or wherever I need grip and that makes me sticky. Oh, get on out. On brass, on brass poles. Oh, brass poles. I like <laughs> – Not not on um, chrome or – Yeah. That's, steel. that's – okay, because I was like, I've never heard that. Um, I like brass poles personally. I've only been on a few of them. And the only time I'd seen this small Australian – size one is I think I, I at B-Spun they definitely have one at a couple studios and they seem like so tiny little things that I don't know how you would do things like laybacks or things like that would be more challenging but I think anything that involves a hand grip I would I would like that so yeah the hand grip says yeah I think um other grips are a bit more painful but yeah, yeah. you figured it out you made it work you're a professional yeah <laughs> and so have you – you said you also want to be in Miss um, Pole Dance Australia. Is that – has that happened or is you still working towards that or what? So, um, yes, I was lucky enough to be in it a couple of years ago. So I've been in Miss Pole Dance Australia twice now. Yeah, I thought really so. Which is really amazing. Yeah, it's really amazing because, again, I thought I would never um, actually be able to perform there. Like, yeah, I just didn't think that – I would get to that level. So I didn't get to it last year, but I'm hopeful that again this year I'll be able to go there and perform. It's like, a, it's like an amazing competition. And Australia's got so many good pole dancers. I so know. It's, just, it's just like really cool to be there amongst them all and perform with them and be in the same show as everyone. So it's a really cool event. So, yeah, hopefully again this year. And that will be my third year, hopefully, being in there. Yeah, I feel like you just do the fun shows. You do the good ones because you're awesome. <laughs> you're going to do Dance Filthy, right? Yes. Is this your first Dance Filthy? My first time competing. Um, I went, was it not last year, the year before uh -huh. I was in Katie Eve's show. So I was her prop. Oh, <laughs> uh, her human prop. Her, yeah, her human prop in that show. And that was so much fun. 
so 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 much fun like I love Michelle Shimmy and Maddie they run the best competitions they really do so if you ever get an opportunity and you're thinking about competing in their competitions you definitely should just because I think they create the best vibe for um competitors I don't know like what it is that they do but they do so I've always wanted I've competed in um pole theater but this is my first time in dance filthy and I'm really excited it's only three weeks away so that's actually what I'm going to be doing tonight is working on my routine. I've got my <laughs> costume. I've just got to like, I've got like first 30 seconds of my routine. So tonight I'm going to be working on the rest of that. And I, yeah, I just can't wait. I'm really excited for it. Is this, would you consider this um, less stressful than say Miss Pole Dance Australia? Or do you find it like more fun for you and more of like an exciting experience performer? Or you just get nervous or um, for for everything, or I'm no, I'm excited about this one because I feel like I can just do the routine that I create, and I feel like it will be like accepted well. If it's, that makes sense. Yeah, no. The reason I ask is it seems like a for me anyway as a observer, it seems like a less stressful competition to me. Like whenever I see videos from Dance Filthy, people just look like they're having fun at a club. Whereas, mm-hmm. Miss, you know, Miss Pole Dance Australia, like, it's awesome, but it's a big stage and, you know, everyone's yes. in their seats. So I personally would, I think, be less stressed about dance, dance filthy. I think maybe people are less critical. Uh, yeah, it's definitely a more fun competition to be a part of. And I think, like, I still, I take it just as seriously as Miss Pole, but... Yeah. In a way, I like it a bit more because I can just do a routine that I create and just put it forward. I'm not, I'm not too concerned about, I know whether I've got the right number of tricks in my routine, whether I've got hard enough tricks or all those types of things. I can just create the routine that I want to create and then put it forward. So that's what I'm excited about. Yeah. The way you describe it, it sounds like. Yeah, I never, I definitely did not mean to suggest that you weren't going to take it seriously. But I guess uh, I realized when you described that, like, okay, she's describing the difference between a performance and a competition. And they are two different beasts to conquer. You know, one is entertainment value and one really is um, for the entertainment value plus for the judges and, and requirements and things. So. I don't think I'm the best at competing. I don't know why. I just, um, I, I think I like to perform more. I think because okay. I just sort of create a routine, I think I should look more at the guidelines of the competition <laughs> more. <laughs> I think that would be helpful for myself in the future. But then I sort of start to hate the whole process because I'm like doing it towards guidelines or what I want the ju- what I think the judges want to see of me. And then it sort of becomes something that I don't want it to be. And then it becomes really stressful yeah. where if I can just create something and it sort of just comes out the way it is. And I, I put my, it may, like a new favorite trick it may not be hard. It may not get me that much points, but I really love the look yeah. of it. I can just pop that in my routine and, and then I like the routine so much more. Yeah, I could understand that. I could see that for sure. Like, and when you're creating these performances, do you have any like advice or any processes that you do when you're like, what's your process like when you're starting to create a routine for a um, performance? 
I always start with the theme first and the costume. <laughs> so, hey, yeah, that's I start cool. With- <laughs> that, I mean, sometimes, I yeah, that, a costume could inspire an entire piece. Yeah, so I always, yeah, start with the theme and the costume and, like, what I want the costume to look like and then that will sort of determine the movements that I can do with that <laughs> costume. <laughs> So sometimes it rules out like a lot of tricks and stuff, but I don't mind. I'd rather not do those tricks and have a really cool costume. <laughs> so yeah, I start with the costume and then um, I always start at the beginning of my routine and I work my way through it. I always film it. I always review it a lot. Um, and I just try to make it as clean as possible and also like just different. So I just try to make my my movements different, which I don't even know if that's like the recipe for like winning competition or anything like that because I don't <laughs> win them. But that's just what I do. That's just how I sort of cre- like create my routines. Well, it sounds like that's the recipe on how to get um, recognized amongst your peers. And, you, you know, even if you're not winning the competitions, if you're not like hitting the qualifications, you're still like people really find you and admire you and want to want to watch you dance. So I argue that's that's more successful than having a bunch of titles personally, but it's um, the biggest compliment when you do a routine and someone comes up to you afterwards and they say that they, they really enjoyed watching your show. That's what I like. I don't care if I win just as long as like people like liked watching me. That's like the biggest compliment. Uh, yeah. You're like a, a, a true show girl. <laughs> and so you have dance filthy coming up. So you're preparing mm-hmm. for that. You said you've been mm-hmm. teaching a lot. Yes. Teaching a lot more. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you like teaching versus performing versus traveling or is there anything that's like an ideal professional pole situation for you or? Um, I don't know what's like, I'm really enjoying it at the moment because like I haven't really, like I taught at the beginning of my pole career, then I stopped and like for three years or whatever it was, I trained by myself so I've started teaching at my friend Katie Eve. She has a studio, The Brass Room in Canberra, and I've started teaching there. And I just love it, I guess, because I've never been really a part of, like, a pole studio. It's really nice to just see the same people every week. Um, like, we're all there for pole dancing. Like, I'm watching the girls. They're going into, like, um, amateur competitions. It's really cool to see them. They come in and they practice and I know I just really like being a part of the studio. I haven't, I guess I didn't have that at the start of my pole dancing career. So, yeah, I just love teaching there and, yeah, just like being around the students. It's a really fun studio to be a part of and, like, the girls are really awesome and, yeah. Yeah, I could see you, like, only agreeing to be part of a studio that had, like, a really, like, good positive vibes and good sexy time and um so i'm sure and if it's like your best friend that opened it so i'm sure you guys Mm -hmm. are on the same wavelength yeah it's definitely fun what city are you in in australia so i live in canberra um it's sort of near sydney it's about like a three and a half hour drive from sydney so i go to sydney quite a bit but yeah i'm from canberra yeah. Okay. Gotcha. So, I mean, you guys are all over. There's something in the water over there. I don't even understand how, like, you guys are so amazing. Um, but you all also seem to have really fun, positive attitudes about it all. So 
Maybe it's that you don't like wear yourself out so quickly. Maybe. <laughs> so what's your trajectory moving forward? Um, I guess um, this year I haven't taken too seriously. I haven't had like too many expectations of myself. I think I've just really enjoyed, again, like being at the studio mm-hmm. and doing that and like, ex- yeah, just experiencing that every week and like well, every day nearly a go there. Mm-hmm. Um and like I have a couple of goals like I went in like I'm going into dance filthy so that's like a goal of mine just to go in there and do a good show I'm pretty sure I'm going to go into Miss Pole this year um I'm going to America again this year so I want to um film again for Cleo because I love I love Cleo and her (laughs) brand and everything about it like it's a really fun thing to do and um, maybe Porsche LA, maybe, um, hopefully that might happen. And I guess that's all. Like I, I'm going to do some more stuff with my base work towards the end of the year when I get more time. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, that's sort of like all I've really got planned. And then next year I'm really excited for because I haven't got like – I haven't got like any major plans. So, oh, I've got like a couple to do with my base work stuff, but that will be next year. But I don't really know what I'm going to do the year after, like competition wise or anything. I'm, yeah, I'm sort of excited to see what I want to do. Yeah, I like that, that you're just kind of like going with the flow and doing the things that you want to do and make you happy and kind of see what, what happens. Cause you're a full time dancer. That's, um, or, I guess so. like I do pole dancing every day. Um, I I go to like I I'm going to school at the moment. I do like I'm doing like beauty school. Oh, cool! And um, I'm also um, like I just work like a random job. So yeah, oh, I do okay. pole dancing every day. Does your job know that you're a pole star? Your random job? Um, they know that I do pole dancing. They, they like, I'm like, yeah, you can come do beginners classes and stuff. So yeah, they know that I teach because I'm always like, I have to go, I have to go teach. I'm going to leave. I'm not staying anymore. Oh, so yeah, they know. That's funny. And there's like, oh, whatever. Bailey's going to do her fun dancing, yeah. but they have like no idea that you like maybe travel around and do huge competitions and have your own program. Oh, I think sometimes they know now because like they're on, they see stuff on Facebook and stuff like that. So yeah, I think they they figured of, it out. I think yeah. it would be hard for you to fly under the radar for that long. But they, I mean, obviously, like oh, like your work's cool with it. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're fine. Okay, you know, sometimes people have like issues with their jobs. They like, do. You yeah. know, like not wanting you to be in a bikini on Facebook or something like that. Yeah, absolutely. Seems like you kind of figured it all out, have all the pieces together, and it's working for you. Yeah. Awesome. Well, let's jump into the second part of the interview, the questions I ask cool. everyone. So who is your pull crush? Can I have more than one? <laughs> oh, yes, I think it, that's totally allowed because I wouldn't be able to just pick one. <laughs> um, I would say Fontaine. Mm-hmm. I love like the way that she um, looks, her style. Yeah, I love Fontaine. Um, Olga Coda, just because she created like such like her own style. I love that. I love that she's just so unique. And um, Felicity Logan as well. I've loved her for ages. 
I love the way her body moves. It's inspired, like she's inspired me to um, start stretching more. So I've been stretching a lot more these days than I ever used to. I never used to stretch. And, yeah, I just want to get, like, my movement to be like hers because when she moves her body, it's, like, amazing. It's, like, so smooth and slinky, and I love that. So you're just kind of, like, naturally flexible. Me? Um, yeah. No, I wouldn't say that. Um, <laughs> no. Because I've seen you in splits and straddles online. Yeah, I've got, like, a good right leg split. Okay. Um. That's about it. Yeah, you're pushing um, it to I, get more. So, yeah, so now now my main focus is my middle splits and my back. Okay. Which, yeah, I think, like, I've got a decent amount of, like, natural flexibility, but, like, I am training it a lot, trying right. to get it better. Yeah, it seems like once you get to a certain point, it really is you have to kind of up, up your training and do it more frequently and with more intention to take it to the next level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's awesome. definitely hard, but I actually really enjoy stretching. Um, I used to hate it, but I've started to really enjoy it. Yeah, so many people think that what makes for a good dancer is strength, but I've noticed that I think the flexibility can be even more important than the strength just because so many tricks you can be so strong, but if you can't, or even floor work, if you can't do the, the certain flexibility aspect of it, it's just not as impressive looking. No, it's not. That's that's what's driving me is like people like, oh, I want to get flexible so I can do this amazing trick. For me, I just really want to get flexible to make my floor work look <laughs> even more amazing. <laughs> that's my motivation. I just want my floor work to look good. <laughs> I know. Speaking of Cleo, like I love how she does like the center straddle. I don't know what it's called with like the heels on over her head, like – that's yeah. that is impressive oh my gosh yes. <laughs> like yeah who cares if you can do anything on the pole if you can do that move on the ground you're like solid <laughs> yeah so how would you like to see the pole community evolve over the next five years um I guess becoming more mainstream I would like to see them like pole dancers incorporated into more performances that aren't performances that are mainstream performances whether it's like singers or whatever hiring more pole dancers to be part of their shows because I think pole dancers are the best kind of dancers <laughs> so yeah I'd just like to see it more I guess more in the mainstream in the next five years yeah what is it um over in Australia like do you are there shows where pole dance is incorporated or is it still kind of like on the down low do you does it seem to be something that people recognize or understand or is it still kind of like educating the public about it I think a lot a lot of people that I know of are aware of pole dancing as a sport now Mm -hmm. um there's a lot of girls more and more that are doing pole dancing lessons or have friends or family that doing pole dancing lessons but I still don't think there's enough of like performances or like places where people can go to do pole dancing or be a part of like there is like pole schools but there's that's like run and operated by pole dancers I want to see more I guess I don't know like brands getting involved in pole dancers and like sponsoring them and like hosting pole events and stuff like that 
that aren't actually in the pole community that yeah. are outside of it that want pole dancers to be a part of what they're doing. Yeah, like you would hire a hip-hop dancer, you would hire like a burlesque dancer. The thing is, is exactly. we, we come with a pole, so that adds this level of complexity to it where it's like you need to rig a pole anytime yeah. um, we want to perform, and sometimes the stage poles just don't work or aren't as impressive, I think. Um, I mean, oftentimes they very much are, but, you know, I think that is the that is the tricky aspect that, you have to lug around this damn pole and, and install it and properly install it in spaces. So it kind of has to be set up throughout the whole night. Whereas yeah. if it's like a, a another kind of dancer, they can just come on stage and off stage and that's that. So yeah, yeah, it does make it harder having the pole. <laughs> Maybe someone will invent a pole that is like very quick to install and very sturdy and safe. I don't know if this is possible, but you know, hopefully we put a man on the moon. So why not dream big? (laughs) Exactly. That would be good. Yeah, I agree with you. I would like to see all those things. And like, I'm even seeing, you know, more artistic videos circulating on social media of just people recognizing the beauty and the movement of polls. So, you know, we're slowly seeing progress. I'd also like to see more of, um, I remember ages ago, I think it was like about like a year before like Australia really noticed like Olga Koda. I remember seeing her and I remember being like so surprised at how differently she danced compared to like the people that I would watch. Um, So I would love to see like someone like Olga Koda like bring like another even different style to pole if that makes sense. Like, yeah. I don't know, I, just like something new to pole dancing, like like the way that she's done, that would be cool. Like just like whole like different area of pole, that would be cool. Yeah, like another dancer. We don't have to put this on Coda. She's already she's already done her <laughs> her influence. So yeah, like I think about that sometimes too. Like what maybe like, you know, I I love seeing like dance hall with pole, for instance. Like if someone mm-hmm. came up um with a really great type of dance hall style pole, for instance, yes. that got a big following, just like Russian or whatever. It could be. I mean, I feel like we Something don't even know really what's coming. Different. Yeah, because we keep getting strong and really um, better and better at the styles that we know. But it is like we always say, it's just a pole. Like it doesn't define the movement around it. So like, what are people going to do next? And it doesn't necessarily have to be like, crazy gymnastic flippy things it could just be like a style of dance like that like the russian pole which is yeah crazy but who thought that you would just work the base like you know as you do i don't know if people saw that but that's a good call i don't think anyone's ever said that so if people are out there looking to develop new styles of pole or if you like if you like know of any underground ground styles that you see emerging like definitely tag us i'm yeah, that would be really cool to today. see. Yeah. Something really new and fresh, like really cool pole dancing, but just like something fresh and different. That was, I'd love to see that. That would be really cool. Yes, ditto. Tag us both, please. <laughs> yes, do that. <laughs> uh, awesome. So we covered everything, right? I'm going to have mm-hmm. all of your websites and social media and all of that um, in the show notes. And cool. Yeah, and I think this comes out – like right maybe like 
a couple days before your dance filthy. So we'll have to follow you. I know in the future when people are listening and watching this, you will have already developed your routine. So we're we're cheering (laughs) you on and so excited for you. Yay. I'm so excited now too. (laughs) (laughs) And before I let you go, can you leave us with um, some inspiration or um, something cool to sign off with? You got something? Um, So just one thing that I love Drake. It's one thing that I heard him say. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I listened to him a lot. So um, he said, create distance between yourself yourself and everybody else and do something that no one else can achieve. So, yeah, that's like my inspiring little thing. I know. Just do something. Yeah. If I've learned anything about you from this interview, it's that you really value um, uniqueness and um, innovation. Yeah, yeah, just different and just being different and just being yourself because no one else can compete with you better than you can can compete with yourself. Yeah, and and maybe you and I just get bored easily because I totally relate to that. But I think a lot of people, it's (laughs) it's we're the social media era. We need we need excitement. We need something new. So um, yeah, and and that's as an artist, we always want to strive to do something different. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Bailey, thank you so much for being on the podcast. It thank was so you for fun having talking me. with you. Thank yeah. you so much for having me. I loved it. And yeah, thank you. And we're cheering for you. Can't wait to see what Thank you. I you appreciate do. it. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Pole Parlor podcast. Want more? Visit poleparlor.com for show notes and to link to the Facebook group where you can connect with other poleaholics and continue the conversation. Listen to past episodes and subscribe to new episodes on the website, YouTube, iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud. Lots of love, babes. Thanks for listening.